Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion. Today's guest is Kanan Francis, the urban jockey from Leicester, who recently graduated from the British Racing School at Newmarket. Kanan has had an incredible nine months, so put 20 minutes of your time to one side and listen to the journey of this determined young man, which started at the Urban Equestrian Academy. Don't forget you can download the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify or Stitcher. Give us a rating and let us know what you think of the show so far. I'm delighted today to welcome Kanan Francis, a young man who has had an incredible year. Thank you for joining me on the Paddock and the Pavilion, Kanan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, should I call you the Urban Jockey? You've got a very popular instagram following how are you anyway yeah i've been great how you been i'm very good thank you um i'm really looking forward to chatting to you because you've got lots to tell us now first could you tell me a little bit about your background where you live your family brothers and sisters and things like that uh my mother and father uh, my father's from england and my mum's from jamaica and i grew up in leicester highfields and i've been here all my life and it was just a great change to actually make a difference and do something that people aren't doing right now yeah certainly a change um and you went to the urban equestrian academy in about december 2019 and i believe you discovered discovered it via social media Is yeah that i was uh, yeah i was scrolling through social media and uh seeing one of the posts come up and it was uh freedom at the stables and he was one of my brother's friends from school so I thought, okay, that might be good for me to just get out of the house and go and volunteer and do something instead of sitting around. Well, reading about the Urban Equestrian Academy, it's a fabulous place. And their mission statement is connecting inner city communities to the equestrian world. And Freedom's really shaken up the equestrian world. Um, what can you tell us about the Urban Equestrian Academy? Uh, well, it's a great place to, for kids to start. 
it gives them a good starting on learning uh, equine and like horse care and things like that and it gives them a chance to get out of the house and not be stuck around and especially in this uh, time where the covid's happening as well it gives them a chance to get out of the house and go do something fun like riding the horses or looking after them and just uh, socializing with their other people that are there but while keeping the two meter distance and keeping all the social distancing thing at a point so yeah it's just uh, it's, it's a good experience for kids and adults and they started doing adult programs as well now so it's good for everyone really yeah i think uh freedom's got 80 children i think uh, attending yeah i think i think it's got uh, gone up a bit more now but i think yeah it's about 80 kids and it starts from age six to- yeah well, I, I didn't speak to him, but I got a message from uh, uh, Freedom this week, and uh, he sent me a quote about yourself when you first started. I'm just going to read this out to so you. You don't need to blush now, but this is what he said. The first time Canaan came to the yard and handled our horses, I knew this kid was different. He was so eager to impress with fantastic manners, polite, willing to learn, and showed he could do a good job. He had me reminiscing of myself back when I was 20. <laughs> so you, you must have made a good impression there. Yeah. So were you instantly attracted to it when when you first went there and want to go back? Uh, when I first yeah when I first went I was I was just it was just amazing uh, like to see to be so close with the horses as I never worked with horses before and it was just good to see how the how the yard worked and how the, the feedings and groomings and everything was going on. So I thought yeah it was good for me to get out and just be, do something practical. So, Kenan, what did you find the benefits of working with horses at the Urban Equestrian Academy? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a good experience as I never uh, experienced horses before. And it definitely got me used to being around different horses as we had uh, some ponies and we had different breeds of horses there. So it was uh, definitely good to see the different temperaments and get used to riding as well. So did you find that other people on the at the Urban Equestrian Academy really enjoyed their first sort of time working with horses yeah definitely the kids love it there they always enjoy themselves they love getting hands-on with the horses and they just love riding and just getting new experiences and learning how to canter and yeah, doing new things and new lessons so yeah it's, it's good for them as well and the urban equestrian academy they go to Parkview riding stables that's right yeah i think they're still going to Parkview for riding lessons yeah and it's three three times a week Twice at weekends? Uh, I think so. I'm not too sure. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it is something like that, yeah. And I was reading you that at the um, riding school, you learn to ride, jump, groom, uh, and you also muck the horses out as well. So you're doing the whole range of horse care. Yeah, I was doing it. I was doing, I was trying to help out in every way I could, really. Well, it must have gone well for you because then at, at some point you must have thought of uh, enrolling for the British Racing School at Newmarket. Whose idea was that? Uh, well, uh, Freedom suggested it as uh, we went on a hack one day and uh, I was going down the field and I never I never rid a horse a horse like properly before. I've only just tried and uh, canted in the uh, outdoor school. So when I got onto the field, he was just like, yeah, just go take the horse for a ride and just see what happens. And I was galloping across the field. I never knew that I was galloping myself, but yeah, I was galloping across the fields and I was just enjoying the speed and just loving it. And he uh, came back and he said, like, yeah, you've got like a natural talent for the horses. Like, you can see that you seem comfortable and it seems like it's came very natural to you. So what do you like about horses? And I said, well, I like going fast as I like speed because I ride motorbikes. And 
he said, yeah, well, look into racing and referred me about the British Racing School. Yeah, I read that you uh, liked going on bikes. Is that Had you been doing that for a while as well? Yeah, I've been riding bikes since I was 16 now. So. It's probably given you a good sense of balance. And as you say, you like the speed as well. Yeah. So you went off to Newmarket. That was a big step from, from Leicester. What did you think when you joined course number 342? I got that from Lydia, by the way. Lydia <laughs> D'Souza, your instructor, who we'll hear yeah, about uh, later on the programme. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was different. It was a very strange atmosphere for me because I've never been to out of the house or stayed away from home or anything like that. So it was it was very nerve wracking for me, and uh, it just took a bit of settling for me to get settled properly, settled down, and get into it properly. So, so can you tell me what your typical day was like at the British Racing School? So I'll be up from twenty past five. I get my shower, get ready. And go out to the common room, have a flapjack in the morning. Um, we'll be down the yard for half past six, where we'll muck out two boxes of. Uh, uh, sometimes it'll be flax, sometimes it'll be straw, and then we'll go up to breakfast at eight o'clock until half eight. Half eight, we'll come back down, ride two lots of horses for an hour each, and then we'll come back up for uh, half eleven, clean the yard again, and. Uh, go to lunch for 12 o'clock then from 12 to 2 we'll have a relaxed time and 2 o'clock we'll come back down uh, for an evening lecture and that could be for like riding uh, uh, riding is to check, checking how your riding is just getting some feedback and seeing how you can improve uh, it could be stuff uh, being on the yard like cleaning up mucking out assessments and doing feeding assessments and certain assessments that you need to do to get your level 1 and so it's quite, we, it's quite, it's quite full on then, isn't it, to the course? Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard work, but it's, it's worth it in the end, definitely. And um, are you used to getting up that early in the morning? Uh, I was you? always an early, I was always an early waker, but not, it's not definitely not at twenty past five. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how much did the, how much did the course change you, and how much did you learn on the course? Well, I feel like I've matured a lot. I've gained a lot of life experience just from being away from such for such a little time. And uh, most of all, like my riding's improved. I've socialised a bit better. I just feel like I've generally just made a lot of improvement in myself and in my riding as well. Well, that's good to hear. And Lydia also said that uh, even before the course, you had to meet a certain level of fitness. And fitness was very important when when you were on the course yeah definitely you have to be quite fit because they say the horses are the athletes and you need to be athletes too so this is what Lydia D'Souza your instructor had to say about your fitness I mean the most important thing really that we do ask for is that people have good fitness yeah. um because it really makes a difference when you're learning like I mean there are times when you're aching we've got them trotting around the indoor school without stirrups for quite a long time and it really hurts and um I'm sure Kanan will tell you how much trotting around without stirrups hurts. <laughs> but then actually, when they really work on their fitness, like Kanan actually, at the end of each course, we award um, one person an award for the person that's put the most effort into their fitness. And Kanan actually won that award for his course. And it makes a huge difference if they can get their fitness really good. Like if you have a strong core, it's much easier to ride a horse. And it's not all about strength, but if you've got a strong core, your balance and everything is better. So the question is, Kanan, 
as Lydia said, was it hard work trotting in an indoor school without stirrups? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was quite an experience trotting in the indoor schools, no stirrups, as I've not really done that before, and it, <laughs> it was very difficult to hold my balance and get used to it. But as the course progressed, it got it got easier. Well, you were one of the fittest people on the course, so uh, hopefully it wasn't too hard for you. Yeah, it got it was it, it was it was it was still quite difficult, even though I was I was quite fit before. But it was it's it's just an experience that you can't experience yourself. When did you actually graduate? Uh, graduated the 21st of September. Oh, you even remember the day, so it uh, shows how important and I'm pleased that uh, how important it is to you. And uh, was your mum and Freedom there when you uh, graduated? Uh, my mum was. Uh, Freedom turned up a little bit late. But he still he still ended up coming and seeing me and just uh, congratulating me. Your mum must have been so pleased though to uh, to know that you graduated. Yeah, she was over the moon. She she couldn't stop smiling and laughing. And she was just so excited to see that I've achieved something like that. Well, for someone who would not sat on a horse, as you said, until what December 2019, and then in September, sort of nine months later, you're graduating from the British Racing School. That's some achievement. And it does send out a very important message for horse racing that people from the inner cities can get into racing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I know that Freedom wants to franchise out the Urban Equestrian Academy to uh, other cities as well. Yeah, I think that's one of his ideas to definitely do that. Yeah, well, usually when uh, Freedom has ideas, they they certainly come to fruition. He's a very determined man, isn't he? Yeah, very Uh, determined. And also, actually, I was listening to uh, the Sky Sports debate program on Sunday and Careers in Racing have just launched a step on track program uh, for 16 to 19 year olds with the the aim of um, increasing black, Asian and minority ethnic opportunities and representation in racing, which is a very important program so they can reach out to make the sport more diverse. So I think that's a good idea as well. Yeah, it sounds good. Now, after you graduated, you then get a choice of where you'd like to go. Uh, yeah. To a racing stable. Did you get, why did you choose Mick Appleby's? Uh, well, I was trying to look for somewhere close to home, first to start. And I heard that Mick Appleby was a good trainer. So I thought, let me just follow, uh, look at my options. So I went through Derek Shaw, Ian Williams and Mick Appleby. But Mick Appleby was one of the closest, so I looked into him and found out he's a good trainer. I went to visit his yard, it's really nice, so I thought, you know what, I, I won't mind working here for a bit. So I was just going to ask you if you'd been down to see him. So you've, you've gone down and done a recce of the place then and, and yeah, sorted your yeah. accommodation out and things like that? Uh, I'm not. I'm going to be staying at home, so I'll just be commuting every day to work and back. But yeah, the yard's, the yard's really nice and the facilities are really good there. So. And is that community commuting is that commuting on your bike yeah i'll be commuting on a moped yeah yeah okay and when do you actually start so i'll start on monday so you start on monday well this show's going to go be going out on sunday so the day after you'll be uh, starting at mick appleby's so uh, good luck yeah. for that um thank you is it your dream now to be a jockey as well yeah definitely uh, i've my aspirations have changed because I, I wanted to be a vet before 
And I said, so long as I'm doing something towards animals, I do, I don't mind. And I never thought about this, but yeah, definitely, this definitely changed my ideas. So that's what I'm going for now. So what's the plan now? You've graduated, you've reached level one. What's the next course of action from yourself? Uh, so now I'm going to be at a racing yard for 18 months and I will then move on to do my endpoint assessment where I will get my level two and then hopefully I'll go on to take out my license and go in con- on a conditional license and hopefully go professional one day. You said you like uh, motorbikes. How, why do you like motorbikes? Uh, just, uh, I, pref- I just like the thrill of getting on the motorbike and just having that adrenaline feel from just getting a bit of speed and just be able to clear your mind sometimes when you just when you're not having a good day or just to get out of the house and just have a nice nice little ride so well I, I mentioned that because I have another quote here from freedom surprise surprise and he said I had an inclination that with his balance on a bike and his desi- desire to go fast that he could potentially do well on a horse I wasn't wrong so <laughs> he must have spotted something uh, as soon as you arrived uh, at the Urban Equestrian Academy on your bike. Now, being someone from an inner city area, what um, what would you like to say to other sort of boys and girls who also might want to get into horse racing? I'd say definitely go and take that chance. Don't feel held back by the place where you've been brought up or where you've grown up because it's anyone's sport, it's anyone's sport. And if you're determined to do it, you can get there. So just go for it. Yeah, and certainly places like the Urban Equestrian Academy will hopefully give other opportunities to other Canaans in the future to do the same that that you have done. Yeah, hopefully will. Especially if uh, uh, Freedom can get get the funding to have more sites around the country in inner city areas. When I caught up with Lydia D'Souza, your instructor, this is what she had to say about your progress on the foundation course. Um, just probably that I was really impressed with the way that he really um, knuckled down and put his mind to things. And, you know, he really was determined. Sort of he was often sort of asking extra questions. Um, and like I say, it was a case of he was putting a lot into it. So he got a lot out of it. Certainly at the start of the course, he really liked riding the really lazy horses. And he was very good at getting the very lazy horses to go. But I had to teach him just to basically we had to teach him just to calm it down and then learn to ride the sort of quirkier and more difficult horses and by the end the horse that he actually graduated on was a horse I think the first couple of times he rode he he struggled on and actually he really learned how to sort of um because he listened and he learned to listen and how we were saying about riding different horses he really picked up things which other students through sort of fear don't tend to pick up on so much he's really a very quite a brave rider and someone with so little experience it was quite impressive how brave he was he was always keen for a new challenge and oh yeah I want to ride that one if he heard a horse was naughty he he wanted to ride it rather than being sort of scared off by it that was quite impressive (laughs) he sounds like the ideal student yeah (laughs) so what did you think to what Lydia just said yeah um definitely it was it was good to get uh, the feel of different horses and ride a a range of all the different horses And, and she was a really good instructor and I'm just glad that I progressed a lot and I just put in so much that I put in. So, yeah, uh, I, thank, I, can, I can't thank her enough, to be honest. Well, I'm sure she'll be pleased to hear that when she listens to the podcast. Well, I'd like, you, like to wish you every success at Mick Applebee's. 
Thank you. Um, and uh, good luck in the future. And thank you very much for being on the Paddock and the Pavilion. That's all right. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Kanan. Thank you for listening to the Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Pad and Pad. For more information about the British Racing School and the Urban Equestrian Academy, go to www.brs.org.uk and www.urbanequestrian.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.